The regular season of football is in the rear view mirror, and today begins the NFL playoffs on the road to Super Bowl 58. It's showtime on the Super Wild Card stage, and with only 12 teams remaining, one goal is on every team's mind. Win and take it all the way to the Super Bowl. Start the Super Wild Card Weekend show on sports. For beginners, kick it intro. You are locked in to the Super Bowl Wild Card Weekend Football Show. Introducing the contenders. Standing as tall as the eyes can see, the Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans. Then, we've got the matchups between your Miami Dolphins and your Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. This is Super Bowl Wild Card Weekend of the Sports Podcast pregame show. Now, here's your host of the show, Thomas McGregor, on the Sports for Beginners Podcast Studio. Both teams remain, and it is Saturday, January 13th. On the 2024 new year. We are just 13 days into the new year of 2024. And it is now time for the finish line to commence. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Super Bowl Wild Card Weekend pre-game show in a series of three pre-game shows. One, during a post-game show between the teams you see right here, the Dog Pound, the Cleveland Browns, and the Houston Texans. which we'll talk about more in a bit in this opening segment. We'll also talk about later's matchup featuring the hat you see me wearing, the Miami Dolphins, and their opponent, the Kansas City Chiefs. 
at Arrowhead later on tonight. We've got breaking news to start us off on the opening segment. As Sunday will now be known as a twofer. With the NFC games taking over. One of the AFC matchups that was supposed to be playing at 1 o'clock tomorrow in the afternoon. That being the Buffalo Bills and the Steelers as due to inclement weather conditions, Western New York in Buffalo is unable to begin a 1 o'clock kickoff between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk more about the Steelers and the Buffalo Bills throughout this show. The NFC matchups that are taking over that on Sunday, though, include Lambeau Field's Green Bay Packers on the road against the Dallas Cowboys at Stadium of Choice, A&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas. That game scheduled to go at 4.30, and you can catch it on Fox. Of course, you can also catch it wherever you may be able to find it. NBC has two broadcasts, including in just two hours from now, around 4.30, the game we're talking about. Cleveland and Houston, but it also pays host of Peacock with the team later on tonight, Miami and Kansas City. We also get on NBC at 8 o'clock Sunday night. The LA Rams playing host of the road team to the host of the NFC wildcard playoff matchup between the Detroit Lions, who are the host, and they'll play at Ford Field, Detroit, Michigan. We'll talk about that slate of games as we proceed into our middle segment. The last thing I want to do on the opening segment, first point of this program, is talk about the original Monday night schedule when compared to the now Monday night schedule. So originally, Wild Card Weekend, which is today, and Sunday and Monday is supposed to end on Monday and will indeed end on Monday, but with two games, not one, but two games. And if it was to end with one game, 
which was originally the point of play, the Philadelphia Eagles would go on the road to Tampa Bay and face at Raymond James Stadium, Tampa Bay, Florida. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, that game is still scheduled to kick off at 8 o'clock p.m. on Monday night. However, the game you never saw coming at 4.30 p.m. on CBS, originally scheduled at 1 o'clock on Sunday, has been moved into the Monday slate. So just before you think Super Wild Card Weekend is over, it's really just beginning when we get to Green Bay, Dallas, Detroit, and the LA Rams. As soon as those games go final, We still have one more afternoon game to get to, and one more night game to get to, and that follows the likes of which we see the Steelers taking on the Bills, and the Eagles taking on the Buccaneers. Now it is un. Now it is uh, now there's. Now there's, a, unrealistic, relation as to who. The. Buffalo Bills and Steelers will be playing. But we know that the Steelers and Buffalo are playing in what looks like Highmark Stadium. However, recent reports have brought out that it could be headed to Cleveland, the team that's on this side of me. So, where exactly does that bring them? Well, let's talk about that more in the middle segment. Because I've got some thoughts on it. Speaking of Cleveland. It's the Texans versus Cleveland. And as we all know, the winner goes on to play another game. And the loser is done for the season. 
We've got so much on tap for us on Sports Beginners, but we'll talk about what's on tap around the wrap-up of the middle segment. I would like to part this into segments with a look at Cleveland and Houston, the Chiefs and Dolphins season. Now, if you haven't already seen or heard, Scott and myself each did a post-game show, our last regular season post-game show between the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. We followed that with a pre-game show shortly before Sunday Night Football's final match happened. But let's start with Cleveland and Houston, shall we? So, let's look at Cleveland and Houston's run through the playoffs. Eh? But first, a little something to get us into it. This is Super Wild Card Weekend. And we continue getting you set for 4.30 kickoff in Cleveland. Take a look at this. From the Cleveland Browns official YouTube channel. And I'll show you what I mean. Just give me a second to bring it up. Have made the playoffs. If you're like me, just saying that puts a big smile on your face. But it's the road the Browns had to travel this season that makes what they've accomplished so remarkable. Week after week, they were dealt a tough hand right from the very start, injury after injury, to key players, players who are the foundation of what the Browns have built. And yet, there they were, living up to that motto, next man up. Every player on that roster was called upon, young players, veteran players, even players who arrived late. They all pulled it together to find a way to win week after week, no matter who the opponent was. For me, a tough opponent walked back into my life. Cancer returned. I had beaten it 12 years ago, but here it was again. And to fight it, I had to step away from this thrilling year. I had to leave the place where I love to be every Sunday afternoon. Instead, I watched from a hospital room and then home and kept telling myself, I have to get back to be a voice to this season. Now, believe me, there were many days where that didn't look possible. But just like the Browns, I just never gave up. The Browns won this year because of talent, great leadership, and a trust and belief in each other. I won too, 
I returned in late November, a day I will never forget. Welcome back, the voice of your Cleveland Browns, who just smashed that guitar to the booth, Jim Donovan. All right, now I did it all. Now the easy part, huh? My winning formula was an amazing family, a brilliant medical team, and unwavering support from the Browns themselves. And the Browns and I shared this, the love and support from all of you, really, you mean so much to the team and to me. And we all celebrated on that magical Thursday night, the night when the Browns passed go and made it into the playoffs. What a party. But there's more to be done, right? So let the word go out to the NFL this postseason. Here come the Cleveland Browns, a tough, talented team that just won't give up. And I promise... I won't either. The Browns are going to the playoffs. The postseason is back in Cleveland. Let's knock it in with the Cleveland Browns on this pregame edition. Cleveland is on the road to Houston. And we're going to reveal Houston's point in just a little bit. But before we do, let's take a look in regards to CBS Sports' half how the Browns went from a team who wasn't able to make it to the playoffs unless things change. And that tagline at the end of that video never give up. This was a team at the time that all seemed pointless connected. This was a team that knew if they don't connect now, they don't keep fighting, they're not going to make it this year. And boy and girls, let me tell you, they never look back. They kicked off the season on a pretty high note, winning against the Cincinnati Bengals. 24 to 3 after losing their last preseason game 32 to 33 over the Kansas City Chiefs. And remember, they tied the Philadelphia Eagles 18 and 18 on the second week of the preseason. They also lost to the Washington Commanders 15 to 17 on the very first week of the preseason. But through that win over the Jets on the Hall of Fame game, 21 to 16 rounds over Jets, in that failure of an incredible two-game winning streak run into week 
after week, losing to the Steelers 22-26 in week number two, beating the Bengals 24-3 week one, taking care of business with the Titans 27-3 week three, in the failures that followed them against the Ravens, the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Broncos, the Rams, and the team they won against in opening week, the Bengals, in those failures, this team still never gave Beating teams like the Jets, the Texans, who are their opponent in the postseason. 36-22, Week 16 was that final. 37-20 in the Jets' final meeting between the Cleveland Browns. They win it over the Jets in Cleveland. They take care of business against the Bears and the Jaguars, 31-27 and 20-17 in Week 15 and Week 14. They gain respect back against the Steelers after the bye and the two losses to the Broncos and the LA Rams that followed later. With a 13-10, Brown's victory over the Steelers. They faltered 29 to 12, 36 to 19 to the Rams and the Broncos in week 13 and 12. By week 10, we had a game where you knew. All was not lost as the Browns would beat the Baltimore Ravens in a close game, 33-31. to 31. They even shot out the, the Arizona Cardinals 27-0 on their ninth week. But you know... That the thing that started this was the point all seemed possible. And it came after a wake-up call in Seattle when they lost 24-20 to to the Seattle Seahawks. In week eight. Before that happened, the very first few weeks were not looking promising. The Cincinnati Bengals were a W for the Cleveland Browns. The Titans were a W, but the Steelers and the Ravens were losses. 28 to 3. 26 to 22, 
both in favor of the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But with failure comes lessons, and with lessons comes improvement. So, the week six bye hit. What's going to happen to the Browns is the question that everybody in Cleveland must be asking. Well, they gave it their shot, but I don't think it's any chance they'll have it. The Browns team cared about going all the way. And now here they are meeting Houston yet again in the postseason. But before they went to Seattle and the losing train hit again for just a game, Cleveland knew they had to do something. So during the bye, they knew their teams. The Colts and the Niners were coming up. So they said, we need to start winning these games. And they did. Week six, your final score, 1917. In favor of your Cleveland Browns. What about what happened with the Colts? Cleveland. In Indianapolis. Knew what was at stake after the bye. You lose a couple of games, you're not making it. And I'm not and I'm not threatening it. I'm saying that that's actually true. Because it is. So, you come against the Indianapolis coach, you figure, well, that was a good game, but we need something bigger. We need a bigger score. Come to Indianapolis, and you get a bigger score. Well, you get a high-scoring game in the likes of 38 and 39. 39 for the Browns, and 38. For Houston. I mean Indianapolis. We'll get to Houston score in just a bit. As these two teams have faced each other before in the regular season. In fact, it was just after they lost to the LA Rams 36-19. And lost to the Denver Broncos 29-12. Welcome to those listening in Denver, Colorado. Because we know you're listening. Once they had beaten the Jaguars, they knew they they couldn't leave their gas leave their foot off the gas pedal. If you take your foot off the gas pedal, You are not getting into the playoffs. Plain and simple, straight forward. 
the Browns didn't want that. And their fan base didn't want that either. So, what do you do when a team is so gifted? And want power to be a playoff team. Well, you look at what's wrong and you fix it. Because the old saying is, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. This team looked like it was broken. But it didn't give up. And that is impressive. This is Super Bowl Wild Card Weekend. Super Wild Card Weekend pregame is here on Sports for Beginners. And is here until kickoff between Browns and the Texans at Arlington, Texas. We'll talk more about the Houston Texans later in this opening segment. And then as we approach the middle segment, we'll talk both about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins, who are getting ready to go for a night on the town at Kingdom Chiefs Kingdom. against your Miami Dolphins and your Kansas City Chiefs. Arrowhead is the venue. 8 o'clock is the kickoff time. So stay with us. So stay with us, NFL fans, sports beginners, pregame show, Super Wild Card Weekend continues in just a little bit. Taking us into that break and we're going to bring it in when we're returning I want to share with you the Houston Texans playoff picture video as prescribed by their Houston Texan YouTube channel on YouTube So please, enjoy. The playoff picture type video for Texans versus rounds as we take our break. A word from our Sports Freakinner station And a word from our friends over at Broadcast Map. Then it's Texans and Browns. Look at the Texans. Point of this season. And we look at. The. Dolphins and Chiefs to wrap up this opening segment. That's all coming up 
And there's still plenty of football to get to in such little time to waste. Eh? Here we go with the Texans hype video for the playoffs. Enjoy, everyone. Super Bowl wildcard weekend pregame on the Sports Freakiners podcast continues right after this. Eh? I want to say, man, y'all deserve to feel special. Not winning, that ain't flying from, like, anybody in this building. Now everything starts, right? Everybody oh and no right now. All we want is opportunity. It doesn't matter what people say on the outside about the men in this room. It was over before it even started. They're too young, too inexperienced, too many questions. According to them, it was over before he even played a snap. But in H-Town... We know anything can happen. It's intercepted. Watt takes it across the 15th, 10. Rocket roll. Touchdown, Texans. Pick six. Andre Johnson across the 10. Five. The Texans win it. We're here now, and we ain't knocking. We're busting the door down. You need to lock the gates when we come in your house. We're taking everything. As our guy said, we didn't come this far just to come this far. How bad do you really want it? It's right in front of us, and we just got to go in and get it. Here's the hell for an emotional C.J. Stroud gets his young team into the postseason. All those heart-stopping moments. Stroud makes the connection with Brown. Touchdown! Andrew Beck! Did we just see what we just saw? Impossible comebacks. And now, can they win it? Stroud. To the end zone! Touchdown! This young man is special. Every test of adversity became an opportunity. A Goomba Wallet. There's no better time than now. It's not next year. It's not year after that. It's right now. Now you talk about what D'Amico Ryan's has done. This is exactly the team you don't want to play. Intercepted! Because this team, this city, is H-Town made. Dear Hockey, Dear Hockey, Dear Hockey, Today I would like to share my love, my gratitude, and my appreciation. You have always been there for me and those who have come before me. Side by side, we have had so many emotional moments. Now memories that are ingrained into my forever. You have helped me grow, learn, persevere. You have believed in me, supported me, and elevated me. My 24-7, my 365, and now my future. And now my future. And now my future. I'm excited about what comes next. I know they will be unbelievable, unimaginable, and the unexplainable. But I promise to be strong, powerful, and be an ambassador of all your good. You have only ever given. And now it is my turn to give back. I am here to amplify. I'm here to unify. I am here to exemplify dreams for every little girl across the globe. Hockey is for everyone. All my love, forever, always. Ottawa, Toronto. This is PWHL, and the recap follows you on this Sports for Beginners podcast. Don't miss the exciting recap of professional women's hockey on the Sports for Beginners podcast, Toronto versus Ottawa. Hockey is for everyone.
Catch the recap after the game right here on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. And remember, for all the ladies who want to join the Women's in Professional Hockey League, if you work hard, your ice time is always earned. I want to say, man, y'all deserve to feel special. Not winning, that ain't flying from like anybody in this building. Now everything starts, right? Everybody all know right now. All we want is opportunity. It doesn't matter what people say on the outside about the men in this room. It was over before it even started. They're too young, too inexperienced, too many questions. According to them, it was over before he even played a snap. But in H-Town. We know anything can happen. It's intercepted. Watt takes it across the 15, 10, rocket roll. Touchdown, Texans. Pick six. Andre Johnson across the 10, five. The Texans win it. We're here now, and we ain't knocking. We're busting the door down. You gave me lock the gates when we cover your house. We taking everything! As our guy said, we didn't come this far, just to come this far. How bad do you really want it? It's right in front of us. We just got to go ahead and get it. Here's the hell for Collins! He's got it! An emotional C.J. Stroud gets his young team into the postseason. All those heart-stopping moments. Stroud makes the connection with Brown. Touchdown! Andrew Beck! Did we just see what we just saw? Impossible comebacks. And now, can they win it? Stroud. Special. Every test of adversity became an opportunity. A Goomba Wallet is good, and that one is snatched away. Unbelievable. There's no better time than now. It's not next year, it's not year after that, it's right now. Then you talk about what Jamaica Wise has done. This is exactly the team you don't want to play. Intercepted! Because this team, this city, is H Town made. The heat, everyone. It is Texans time with the Browns in Arlington, Texas. We are getting close to four o'clock right now. It is two o'clock as we speak on this pregame show, and we have made our presence known. On this super wild card week, and we've talked about the Browns. We did a lot of stuff in the beginning portions of this uh, program when we were supposed to talk just about the Cleveland Browns. But we've still got two more teams to cover, including the hat you see here, the Miami Dolphins, and the team. They're facing in the Kansas City Chiefs. Quick programming note. We'll be taking a timeout. Until the end of the Texans and the Browns game for football. As we prepare for Texans and Browns 
wild card playoff post game, which will immediately happen following the conclusion of some hockey action on our station. And then it's football right after the postgame show for the Texans and the Browns. As we bring you the Dolphins half program. Between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Speaking of which, let's not waste any more time. And talk about the Texans road to the playoffs. Because here in Arlington, Texans, the question the Texans, uh, the Texans of Houston ask is how bad do we really want it? And Houston Texans fans who are tuning into the show, welcome. I wonder if you're asking yourself that question this Saturday as we are preparing for kickoff at 4.30 p.m. this afternoon in Arlington, Texas. We will get to our picks of that game in the final segment, as well as pick our picks for a potential Miami Dolphins and Kansas City win. That will also be in the final segment. But while we're here on the opening segment, which is a four-parter, this is part two of it. We're talking about the Texans' road to greatness. And yeah. This was pretty this was a pretty great road eh? to the Texans and the Browns is playoff hopes. Eh? I don't think anybody in Texas thought, especially Arlington, Texas, thought that the Browns and the Texans would face off for a chance to go play more football against the team that's on the AFC by week this week, the Baltimore Ravens. In the middle segment, we'll talk about the Baltimore Ravens on the post game show. But first, we got to get to kickoff. So let's talk about the Texans. Rise to the playoffs. We did the preseason with 
the Browns, so we might as well do it with the Texans. So it begins with a loss to the Miami Dolphins. Big dubs. Here we go, Miami. But before that happens, they win their match against the New England Patriots 29 to 20 to 9, not 29 to 9. 20 to 9. They beat the Saints 17 to 13. Regular season, not off to a good start. They lose two games to the Indianapolis Colts and the Baltimore Ravens. First 25 to 9 and then 31 to 20 in week two and week one. Week three, they faced Jacksonville. And they took care of business against Jacksonville. 37 to 17. Things seem to be looking up for the Texans right now. They also beat the Steel City Steelers, a team that's also in the playoffs right now. 30 to 6. We talked about the Falcons when we do our look around the NFL. But never did we talk about how they did with the Texans in the road to the Texans' playoffs. So they end up losing to the Falcons, 21-19. to They win against the Saints like they did in the preseason, 20-13. to is the score this time. We've got the Carolina Panthers sending us back into the losing train for the Houston Texans. 13 to 15 in favor of the Panthers with 15 and of course Texans with 13. They beat the Broncos 22 to 17, but before that they had to take a little bit of a, a bye week on the seventh week. Lose to the Panthers. Then they came back in a win column for three straight games. Winning against the Bengals 30-27 to in week 10. Week 11, they beat the Arizona Cardinals 21-16. to They beat the Cardinals 22 to they beat the Broncos, excuse me. 22 to 17. Jacksonville got its revenge against Houston, beating the Houston Texans 24 to 21. They got hammered by the Jets in week 14, 30-6, forced overtime and won 19-16 over the Tennessee Titans.
then lost to the Dogtown Browns, which is their opponent in the postseason. Go figure. 22 to 36. 36 for the Browns, 22 for the Texans. The Titans come and they lose yet again, this time in regulation. 26 to 3 in favor of the Texans. They end off their regular season with hopes of being in the playoffs, and they are in the playoffs because they are playing today. And they win big against the Indianapolis Colts. Against the Indianapolis Colts, 23-19 to in the last week of the season. So, let's talk about these two teams for a minute. We, we've, we've went over how their season went. And let's talk about these teams. 4.30 is the kickoff time as we are approaching what is now 2.15 p.m. in our time. And I don't think anybody... I, I said I know I said this before, but I don't think anybody expected the Texans and the Browns to have a second meeting and it be in the playoffs. I thought they might, they, they probably expected it to be in the regular season. At least I thought it would be in the regular season. But then I got to thinking. The NFC is only the division teams that get to play second chances. Because Cleveland wasn't a part of the Texans division. Seeing they were the AFC South and Cleveland was the AFC North. They only get a chance to face each other two times if they end up seeing each other in the playoffs. So now I guess... That we brought that back. No, I brought that up. Now that I brought that up, it must be a taste of revenge for Houston. But but then again, they go on to face the winner of the AFC North in the divisional game. the Baltimore Ravens. However, if it goes in the Browns case, they go to face Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns go to face Baltimore and Houston is out. So do we have a problem, Houston? I'm not sure if we have a problem, Houston. Winning the game would be 
great. You're in the playoffs. You get to play another day. But this time you're on the road. Wouldn't it be better if you got the AFC South division and you got the first round bye? That way you had your divisional game? I wonder what we think. Let's take a quick 30-second word from our friends over at Take Another Look and continue the program of Super Bowl Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, that is, on our pregame show, and hear what DJ Strahd had to say on Football Night in America a few nights ago. When he was talking with the people of Sunday night, on going into the playoffs, fearless. That's coming up. Plus, we've got Dolphins and Chiefs to talk about. We'll talk about their season. You'll get my thoughts on both the Browns, the Houston Texans, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins first half season and second half season. Then it's time for the middle segment where we talk about our game balls of the season. I will pick two from each side of each game's teams as game balls of the game for the season. But then around the end of the middle segment, it's time for our picks. And in that final segment, it'll be time for kickoff. So let's not waste any more time and get to that 30-second break. You're listening to Super Bowl Weekend. In Super Wild Card Weekend, pregame show continues right here on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. And we will be right back with Super Bowl, Super Wildcard Weekend, right after these messages, and a word from our Take Another Look podcast in 30 seconds. Back with you in 30 seconds after Take Another Look. Radio. 
all the best shows you can think of. The Melting Pot. The Cosmopolitan Culture Club. And the Song Bank. There are also many more new shows to come. Please make sure to visit her website at http colon slash slash com slash hyphen radio Oh! Now I can hear you more cheerful! CNT Radio Making your day brighter One song at a time Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo Two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Hey, appreciate it. Of course, man. Uh, first thing, just if you had to pick a word or a couple words, what would it be to describe your rookie season? I would say just like a dream come true. Mm. Um, a blessing, just words like that, man. Just can't put hard to put in a couple words. Just the um, emotions and all the hard work and things like that have been put by a lot of people, you know. Um, just to have special moments this season and do it my first year, it's been pretty cool, you know. Um, but we're not done, and I'm, I'm really excited just to keep going. And um, I've been amazing, amazed by just the great teammates that I have, and I don't want to stop, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, how cool is it not only to make the playoffs your first year, but to get it to play a playoff game at home? How how special is that? It's super special. I think the last time we had a a, a playoff game was 2019. I don't I don't know if it was here or not, but I know it means more to the city of Houston than uh, we can ever imagine. You know, so um, I'm really really excited to see the the environment in the stadium, just the buzz. I've already heard a lot of great things, so I can't wait to just get here and see the environment and play in front of that, that energy. Yeah. So watching you play, I mean, you, you, you make things look easy in a lot of ways. Your arm talent is next level off the charts. But talking to coaches, they talk about just how you have grown and developed through the course of the year. Just going back to when you first got here in training camp and mini camps, what's been the area of your game that you've grown the most, do you think? I appreciate that. Um, I feel like where I've grown the most is – Definitely, like, um, just the operational stuff, getting out the huddle, being really vocal, having um, uh, or just a really, really, really better idea on what it takes to be an NFL quarterback, you know. And it's not as easy as it seems. Yeah. Um, but it, it's been amazing just to work with great people to help me along my journey who've been in great, um, great offenses with great quarterbacks. Uh, I've, like, four quarterback coaches that helped me a lot. And, <laughs> Um, it, I appreciate just them with their honesty and things like that to hold me accountable. And it's been just a, a year of development, a year of learning for me. You've shown great leadership on and off the field for this team. The team really rallies around you, believes in you. How weird is that or different is that as a 22-year-old <laughs> guy standing in the huddle or being in a locker room with grown men, you know, guys with wives and kids yeah. and families? I mean, how, how different is that? Uh, it's a little different, you know, like the, the dynamic of the team is a little, a little off, like not off, but it's a little different than what I'm used to. 
Um, in, in college, we were all college kids right. going through the same process. Um, but now it's guys with kids. You have dudes from overseas. You have um, <laughs> single guys. You know, guys fresh out of college, rookies. Um, so it's just a, it's a melting pot, and that's what I think makes the sport so beautiful. Um, and I've been uh, amazed and, and blessed just to have people who have who um, let me uh, be a leader, you know. And yeah. I, don't, I didn't want to come in and just be giving it. Um, and D'Amico didn't want that either. And he was he was really big on his quarterback being a leader. But I told him I want to earn it, you know, and be able to wear that C every every week on my chest, being a captain. Man, it, it it's an honor. It really is an honor, you know, especially seeing the captains on the Houston Texans before before me. Um, great players like J.J. Watt, uh, Andre Johnson, you know. Um, guys who've done it before better than uh, I have at this moment I, where I want to be. So um, it's been been amazing to build that trust for guys to, um, to, to lead, uh, the guys for me to follow, and then on top of that, being yeah. able to be a leader. You mentioned D'Amico. Uh, you know, describe him and what, how important has he been to you and been to this team and what's made him uh, have so much success in his first year? He's somebody who holds himself to a standard. And he holds everybody else to that standard as well. Um, and he's going to hold you accountable. He's going to make sure that you know what he expects from you. Um, and it's up to you to be a professional and get that job done. But he does it in, in a respectful manner, which I can appreciate. Um, he's very positive. He's not a negative person, so he's not going to like be a, a mean cuss. Um, but when he needs to put his foot down, he does. And that's somebody, something that I can really, really appreciate and respect for somebody to um, be just honest with you, you know, and, and push, if he needs to talk to you about something, he's going to. Uh, call you to his office, keep it real with you, good and bad, you know, and something that I can appreciate. So you play the Browns back on Christmas Eve. You didn't play in the game, still coming back from the concussion. But obviously you studied the game, studied what went well, what went bad. You know, what's the key playing them this time around? What do you guys have to do to put yourself in the best position to win? Yeah, we got we to gotta be us. I don't think that last time we played them, we weren't us. We weren't. Um, we weren't playing Houston Texan football. We were shooting ourselves on the foot too much, uh, not, not moving the chains, not getting positive plays on first and second down. Um, and that's something that we learned from. Fix those issues. And uh, really, this is a great defense, great team overall. Uh, we know that we can match up with them well, and we expect to win, you know. And that's how we, we come out with that swag, that juice, that energy every game. And um, this is going to be a big-time moment for us. And nothing, nothing to do but just be ourselves and playing Houston Texan football. And they obviously trust their style to get after the quarterback, to play man coverage. Miles Garrett, you know, is an elite player. Any sense also just, okay, we have to do some things to kind of keep him honest, maybe offset his skill set just to, to give him a little bit of pause? Yeah, we respect what he does and everything, uh, what he's done in his career and what he's put on tape this year, but uh, we don't play with fear. You know, we, we have a, a great, uh, great tackles that we trust in. LT is a pro bowler every year. He, he's probably the best tackle in the league right now, for sure. And, and George Fan's done a great job as well. So we have trust in those guys. We definitely um, know what Miles can do and is the Darius Smith. And we know that, that they're, they're a force to be reckoned with, but we're not going to act in fear. We're going to act in, in knowing that we trust in our guys and we're going to go make plays. Yeah. I want to uh, read a quote, two quotes. One is yours. Steph Curry, don't ever stop shooting. I'm going to keep throwing I don't have any shame in my game where'd that mindset come from <laughs> comes from really like honestly my dad um he used to always uh especially in basketball he would always reference like certain players to me like Kobe was a big one Kevin Durant mm -hmm. Stephen Curry and he would always point out like 
you miss a hundred percent shot of the takes that you don't that you don't take. <laughs> right. So um, I, I, I think I said that after we played the Cardinals, I threw three interceptions, and I think like for me, that's what makes me special is like the times where it's iffy, and most of the time they don't end in interceptions, they end in completions and big plays, and everybody is 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 loving that. But when they don't, um, everybody's gonna be really critical of you, and that's the the, the life I live and the sport I play and the position I play. So um, I accept the good with the bad, and I know what I can do, and I know what I am going to do, and I'm confident in myself and my teammates, um, but I'm never going to not be confident in myself, yeah. you know, and I'm going to keep shooting. Well, you obviously got them all out of your system, three in that <laughs> one game and only two in every other game, right? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. That's the way to play. All right, the other quote, and this is from the guy that got drafted right after you, Will Anderson. He said, his, your attitude and energy bleed through the whole locker room to make everyone want to step up and keep playing better. What does that mean to you to hear not only a fellow teammate, but a defensive player say that about you and your effect on the team? Man, it's just, honestly, it's super inspiring, very um, heartwarming. I appreciate that. I don't, I, don't, I don't walk in the locker room every day trying to make people feel my energy or like, y'all need to do this. You need, like, I'm not trying right. to be that type. That's not who I am. That's not real leadership. Um, what I, my, my approach is being, being trustworthy. Um, and, and putting your best foot forward. And a coach of mine, his name is Todd Fitch, uh, who was a quarterback coach of mine at, at Ohio State. He told me probably the most important thing a quarterback should ever hear in his life is the number one job for a quarterback is to make everybody around you better. Point blank period. However you get that done, that's, that's your business. But um, I took that to heart when he told me my, my, fresh, my sophomore year in college. Ever since that, that's been my main goal. Of course, winning games and things like that. But do that. Everybody around you has to be, be at their best, and um, you want to push those guys to, to their end, you know, because when, when you get out there and it's that fourth down or that third third down situation, they're all going to be having big eyes looking at you in that huddle. Right. Um, and it's tough for you to show that uh, early in the season, early in practice, because uh, it doesn't just happen that moment, uh, you know. So it's, it's cool, and I appreciate Will saying it. Yeah, that's kind of like what Kobe and Michael Jordan and LeBron did, too, and make everybody around them better. Right? Yes, sir. That's yes, kind of the way to do it. So one unique thing about your team, seven team wins inside the last possession. What's the secret to that? And is that a really good thing going into the playoffs? Yeah, I feel like it is and it isn't. It's both ways. Um, I think that, that's a testament that you have a tough football team. Um, but I think I, tell, I always tell my teammates they don't got to be close. You know? <laughs> and, um, we haven't put a full game yet, full, full game together yet. And I'm excited to see us do that, you know, so. I think that just it shows how tough and resilient we are, but at the same time, like we gotta start putting guys away and, and knowing like when we do get a lead, what to do with that. When we go down, we know how to come back now. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Has anybody given you any advice, whether it's coaches, teammates, friends, about playoffs being different? Anything different about your approach? Anything different about well, obviously the stakes are different, yeah. but do you approach it any different? No, I mean, everybody I've talked to and, and my experience that I've had in big games, just be yourself. Whatever, like, you need to do to get a win, do that, you know? So um, don't make the, the, the moment bigger than what it is. Um, understand what's at stake and, and just accept that energy, accept that, that, that juice, you know, that, like, whatever emotion you're feeling, accept it and ride with it. Use it to your advantage. Uh, we have a lot of guys who've won a lot of games here, won Super Bowls, like, so we know what it takes and all those guys have, um, nothing but um, respect for this team and know what we can do. So 
me being myself. I'm a rookie, so I don't know no better. So I'm just gonna be myself. <laughs> Do you get nervous before games at all, or what? What? What's your feelings in the locker room right before you come out on the field? What do you feel? Uh, <laughs> I do get nervous. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think if somebody tell. I don't know how everybody is. It's my first year. Like, yeah, every game feels like, oh my gosh, am I ready? Like, <laughs> did I do enough this week? You know, but um, I feel like uh, I think John Jones said this once. He was he said like that that that, that um, butterfly feeling that you get in your stomach, like before a big moment. That's the most powerful mm. like self you can be. And I remember hearing out like, man, like. Like, that's when I'm, like, most anxious. I'm most ready. Like, let me use this, this energy I have in my body to, like, do what I got to do to make plays. So, um, yeah, I get nervous, but I do understand, like, uh, God wouldn't put nothing on me that I can't handle. So, yeah. um, I walk out with, with nervousness and also confidence, you know, knowing that I did put in the work that week to get the job done. And then what makes that maybe go away? Like, the first completion, yeah. the first time you get hit? What what is it that yeah, triggers it for you? It's a multitude of things like that stuff. Um, I pray a lot too, so that mm -hmm. helps. Um, and yeah, that first play I'll, I'll usually just knocks it out. You know, um, getting hit. I like getting hit the first play just yeah. to like get my my, my blood going. Um, but a completion does the same thing. So I watched the game last week. It was in prime time. Big win. Got you in the playoffs. I saw you coming out of the tunnel with a marker, filling stuff out on your on your wristband on your on your wrist, and then I saw. Uh, Lisa talked to you after the game about it. Do you do the same thing every game, or do you change that up, yeah. or what's what's your deal with that? I do. I do the same. I've been doing the same thing since uh, since college, uh, since my sophomore year in college, and it's just to like remind myself where I come from, like what 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 I hold near and dear to my heart, what's what's my inner core, who I am as a person, instead of like what everybody in the stadium may think. Uh, so sometimes I take it off and I just look at it, you know, and mm. those things I write on on purpose, like you know, it's just to mind myself like you're enough and the people that you love are right there with you watching you and praying for you and um i think it's, it's something to just keep me grounded and i appreciate all those people i do right on my wrist i didn't i didn't mention but i also put like uh, i put a, a note to my dad mm. uh just because his situation he's not really able to be with us um, but i just let him know that i'm thinking of him as well you know mm. and he's the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm playing this sport you know so yeah. um this things just keep me grounded you put any verse on there as well? I do. I put Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah. That's my favorite verse, Yes, too, sir. So, yeah. yeah. Trust the Lord all your heart, and I lean on your own understanding. Yes. All your ways and odds, him. He's going to make, make you pass straight. Pass straight. That's yes, right. yes. Appreciate it, bro. My man. Thank you. Right. Great to see you Thank again. Thank you. You too. Yes, sir. Hi, I'm Mike Tirico, and thanks for watching. Make sure to hit subscribe for the latest news and highlights from NBC Sports. It is Super Wild Card Weekend. It is now time check of 2.30. Both teams in the sections you see behind me, Cleveland and Houston, are getting ready at Arlington, Texas to get ready for the football later this afternoon at 4 30 p.m. You will have me back in the Sports for Beginners studio taking control of the football.
for the remainder of this Saturday. As we recap these two teams in the fight to face uh, the Baltimore Ravens, we welcome you in. To the program, if you're just joining us. Quick programming note, the Ottawa and Toronto game is quickly underway for the PWHL. We will be taking a football timeout when that game is ready for postgame. And give the PWHL women their chance to shine. On the Sports Freakiners podcast, you can also catch my PWHL recaps on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, which are, I believe, launched right now, wherever you get your favorite podcast, or will be launching as we are wrapping up Super Wildcard Weekend. This is the pregame show. We talked about the Texans, we talked about the Cleveland Browns, and now this opening segment needs to hit a wrapper. So let's take it down, since we've already heard from CJ, let's take it down to the home team. To kick off this portion of the opening segment and make it only three parts. And to keep the time constraints in, we're not going to talk about the Kansas City's preseason. We are going to talk about how they started in the regular season prior to their bye and how they started after the bye. So let's not waste any time. Our resource is the CBS Sports app. Download the app and follow your team. Action. Kansas City didn't have a good start to the season, but I would say it's kind of decent. The Detroit Lions ended up beating Kansas City 21-20 to in the first week. So then bring on the Jacksonville Jaguars and Kansas City won't go down so easy. So they would beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 17 to 9 in the second week. All right, Kansas City has one win and one loss. But the wins would keep on coming after week three when they beat the Bears of Chicago. On home field, 41 to 10. 
they would then smack the New York Jets 23 to 20 in week number four. Take down the Vikings 27 to 20 in week five. Beat the Denver Broncos 19 to 8 in number six. The week of the sixth week. Then it was time for the taste of revenge. But before we get there, week seven featured a victory lap with the Chargers losing to the Chiefs 31 to 17. Another victory lap for Kansas City. Until Denver came and took it all away with a win over the Kansas City Chiefs of 24 to 9. The Miami Dolphins would be your match in Germany. 9.30 a.m. And the score. Chiefs, 21. Dolphins, 14. In week 9. By week, by week, by week. And then... Here come the Eagles, beating the Kansas City Chiefs right out of the gate, 21-17. Not a great start in the bye week point, almost a little bit like where the Chiefs left off when they started the regular season. Week 11 proved to be a tough one with the Eagles beating the Chiefs 21-17. So we move to Las Vegas for a week 12 matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. But the Las Vegas Raiders would come up short in this one, 31 to 17. The Chiefs back in the win column. And then back on the loser train on the road against Green Bay at Lambeau Field. And then in Arrowhead, which is the stadium of which we're playing tonight's Saturday wildcard matchup between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. And who better to lose to than the Buffalo Bills. Seventeen to twenty Buffalo wins. Green Bay beats the Chiefs. Twenty-seven to nineteen. They beat the Raiders thirty-one to seventeen. And that wraps 
week 14, 13, and 12 up. Bring on the Patriots and the now un unquestionable head coach of the Patriots, Bill Belichick. In week number 15, as the Chiefs would take a run at these New England Patriots, beating them 27-17. to 17. Seems like the Patriots season is going down in flames, right? We're talking about the Chiefs here. They would end off the regular season with a taste of revenge from the Las Vegas Raiders beating the Chiefs 14 to 20. 20 for the Raiders, 14 for the Chiefs. But they would end their season on a high note, beating the Bengals. 25 to 17 and 13 to 12, the Los Angeles Chargers get swept by the Chiefs. And now back at Miami. Which again, they were hosting Miami, but that was in Germany. And they're hosting an Arrowhead game this time. It's also the return of the Cheetah the Roadrunner in Tyreek Hill. More on Tyreek Hill in the post-game show for the Browns and the Texans slash pre-game show for the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Speaking of the Dolphins, We had a special message from the Dolphins come out ahead of this game. But before we get to that, actually, no, let's get to it right now and we will do more of that conversation about their week in just a little bit. Let's do let let's take a look at that video and let's get it on to see if we've got any media availability. I think we have some media availability as we get close to the game for the coaches. We'll hear from the coaches next to begin the middle segment. As this is our wrap-up of the opening segment, three parts. But let's wrap up this opening segment with our Dolphin look around. My thoughts on each team's season going in. And the possibility of who the Ravens 
could be facing after all is said and done this Saturday. Enjoy the video because next it's time for my thoughts. Because next it's time for my thoughts on Chiefs, Dolphins, Texans, Browns. After this video from the Dolphins, it's time for the Dolphins season. Look around. How they did. And then my thoughts will kick in shortly after. Enjoy. Miami, the moment is here. And it's time to own it. We've been through highs and lows, overcame adversity, and set new records. His 19th touchdown of the year. 70 is absolutely unheard of. You're talking NFL history. The most sacks ever by a Dolphins team. These are moments in our history that we share together. The beauty of football lies in the unpredictability of the moment. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino who fires. Touchdown! You know what the Jets are thinking? He's going to take the ball and throw it into the ground. While the playoffs are here, so are we. He's got it! job is not complete. The moment in the spotlight isn't given, it's earned. Hey, everything we want is right here in front of us. From the coin toss, we don't go. We set the standard every time we come out here on this field. There's plenty of reasons to be motivated, and this team is highly Sounds like something that should be the Kong of this Dolphin season. Speaking of this Dolphin season, before we get to my Thoughts on each people see on each of the Dolphins and the Chiefs season, with the Texans and the Browns being also the topic of conversation right now. Let's talk about how the Bills, I mean the Dolphins, did 
regular season wise. From the time until they're by and the time after their bye week. So we kick things off with a different type of an opponent. We're used to kicking off with the New England Patriots, Dolphins Nation. But this time, we shook it up a little bit. The first Sunday opponent for the Miami Dolphins included the Los Angeles Chargers, who tried their very hardest to keep us from winning. But the Dolphins pulled through and won week one with a celebration on the road after the Chargers lost to the Dolphins 36-34. for the Dolphins, 34 for the Chargers. Bring on the New England Patriots. And this game was, some would say easy, some would say it was handed to the Dolphins, others would say the Dolphins didn't mind taking care of the Patriots. Whatever your reason, the Dolphins win it 24-17. And remember this game, Denver, I don't want to make it any more complicated than it already is, so I'm not going to use the word that this game has been described as due to time constraints. But you want big wins for Miami, Dolphins Nation? How about a big win over Denver, 70-20? to 20? On the third week of the season. The nothing burger. Known as the 70 burger. Oh well. I guess you can't. I guess beggars can't be choosers. Because I was trying not to say that. But I said it. Denver. And that's kind of the truth. Love it or hate it. But don't worry Denver. Buffalo would do. Nothing to help you and the other teams that couldn't beat the, the the Miami Dolphins this season by sending Miami their first loss of the season, beating the Dolphins forty-eight to twenty. We move move closer to the game of wit. It's anyone's guess. How the Dolphins will go. It's the Giants versus the Bills. Of Miami, that is. And while the Giants weren't really trying to win this game, however you will phrase it, 
The Dolphins did win. Week 5, 31-16. So, Blub Dub was checking in to Dolphins Nation. In week five. Also checking in to Club Dub was week six, 42 to 21 match over the Carolina Panthers. When they beat the Carolina Panthers, 42 to 21. Bring on the Eagles. Of Philadelphia for Sunday night football. And week seven be the name of the game, and the Eagles take care of business, beating the Dolphins 31 to 17. Meanwhile, they end up going back to back scores 31 to 17. Only this time it's against the Patriots, and the Patriots end up losing yet again to the Miami Dolphins. This time, 31 to 17. Bring on the Chiefs. And 9.30 a.m. in the morning matchup. And the Kansas City Chiefs send the Dolphins into their Week 10 bye with a 21-14 matchup final in favor of the Chiefs. The Las Vegas Raiders, Jets, Commanders would each see their losing category Come out of the hands of the Dolphins. First in week 11 off the bye. 13 and 20 was the score. 20 to 13, Dolphins win it over the Raiders. Bring on the New York Jets in New York. And by goodness, the Dolphins pick out a win over the Dolphins. 34-13 over the New York Jets. The Commanders, not so happy there either. On week 13, 45 to 15, the final, the Dolphins win. And then, Monday night against the Titans follows a Sunday night loss and a Sunday afternoon loss to both the Buffalo Bills, 14 to 21. In favor of the Buffalo Bills on the last Sunday night football game of the season. 
and the Sunday night afternoon and the Sunday afternoon game, 56-19, lost to the Baltimore Ravens. Of which the Ravens punched their ticket to the AFC first round bye. And AFC North Division title. After a loss, though, 28-27 for the Titans, which was the final score, Dolphins 27, Titans 28. The Dolphins ended the Jets season with quite the score, 30-0, the game score. And it was 30, Miami, Jets, 0. So bring on the Dallas Cowboys before the final two L's get taken. At the hands of the Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. And the Dolphins would win it. 22-20. to Dallas loses at Highmark Stadium. I should say Hard Rock Stadium. So there you have it. Those are your Miami Browns, Houston, and Chiefs. Look around. Let's wrap this opening segment in a pretty neat little bow and talk about the teams. From their bye week, And start of the season. Now, I got to say, I I love... I'll start with the the nightcap. The Dolphins and the Chiefs. I loved what I was seeing from the Dolphins very early on. I loved it. Three wins. Account for another three wins after a subtotal... Three losses. That was a pretty good first half for the Dolphins. Three wins to kick off. Two wins against the Giants and the Panthers. Back to the L. And then another win against the Patriots. So in total, that was one, two, three, four, five, six. Six wins. And one, two, three, three losses that week. That's pretty good. 
six and three. That's a pretty good record. I like that kind of a record from the Dolphins this year. Let's move on to the bye week. They lost to the Chiefs, 14-21, and that was the final score of the final Sunday night game. And they kicked off the bye week the same way they started the first half of the season with three wins and then another two after the loss to the Titans and a loss to the Ravens and Bills. Would follow later after the two wins from the Jets and the Cowboys. So that would leave us with a record of 11 wins and 6 losses for the Miami Dolphins. Oh no, I would say that I think I like the first half of the season for the Dolphins more than I like the second half. I, I don't know. There was, I don't know. It's a little sketchy about how the second half finished. But I am happy that they're in the playoffs and we finally get to see Tyreek Hill at Arrowhead Field. And I'm almost sorry for myself because I predicted that this was going to happen. Kansas City and the Miami Dolphins would meet at Arrowhead. And you'd have Patrick Mahomes take on his former teammate in Tyreek Hill. Speaking of former teammates, let's look at his former team, Tyreek Hill. was a part of and talk about how I felt about that season regular season wise so I'll be honest I thought the first half was quite decent for the Chiefs a little shaky first week of the season but it ended on a positive note having won every other game after a loss to the Lions and a loss and then a loss to the Broncos after the Chargers. Got beat by them on the 22nd. Which was week number eight. I believe. No, that was week seven. As far as the second half goes, it's kind of in the same boat as the first half because I actually thought that this team would be a force to be reckoned with, and of course it is, but it had a really shaky season this year. I don't know if I like 11-6 and six for the Chiefs this season. I feel like 
Robin six might be better. Maybe just put up. Maybe just have that one win more than the Dolphins. So it's a twelve and six Chiefs versus a eleven and six Dolphins in terms of regular season. But then again, they were in Germany for one of those. international game now here they are in arrowhead for the first and only time this year will they win against the dolphins i'm hoping not but you just will never know the answer until the end of this game which is later tonight. So we will never know the answer until the end of tonight. And we will hear from both coaches of each team in the middle segment. But now it's time to wrap up this opening segment with Houston and Cleveland. So, yeah, like I said with Kansas City, um, I actually thought they did really well. The Browns did really well in the first half. You know, separate the wins. One win, one loss. One win, one loss. You know, two and two. That's pretty good. You know, Make it a little better next time, though. I have to say, I, I think I enjoyed the second half more than I did the first half, though, for the Browns. Because that was a huge shift for the Browns. And as it said in the video before, never give Never give up. And this team never gave up. As far as the Texans go, look at their season. Like I said, I kind of like the second half where the Cleveland Browns was better. Uh, for the Texans, I don't know. I feel like... It was pretty even on the first half. So I'm going to go with the second half on this one as well. I feel like the second half was way better. A little bit of a shaky start in the second half with the loss to the Carolina Panthers. But they never gave up. And they're definitely H-Town made. For the Super Bowl. Playoffs. So this is a team that. Like I said with the Browns. Won't quit. And those guys are getting ready to go. It is now 311. 
in about a matter of moments from now, an hour or so from now, we're going to take another time out and hear from our friend over at Deanna T Radio. As we get ready to send out the middle segment and prepare for liftoff in our final segment with the Browns and the Texans. Later tonight, it's the Dolphins and the Chiefs. You'll get more pregame on the postgame of Cleveland and the Texans. Which happens right after this game. Texans and the Browns go final. Keep it locked right here on Super Wildcard Pre-Game Show. Part of the Sports for Beginners podcast. And we continue in just a little bit. Stay with us. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams? Listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map. So I guess my question is this, do you feel like you need to do exactly what you've been doing uh, on offense and just do it better? Or do you feel like because the offensive production against good teams hasn't been great, that you need to try new things Saturday, whether it's stuff you haven't gotten to the playbook, whether it's more hurry up, whether it's a new wrinkle that you need to do? No, I, th- I think the, the state of... Uh... Every phase on a football team is an evolving process. You go through highs and lows. Um, I think, uh, you know, all of our, uh, I think you point to uh, uh, the point you make about the last time we played them was exactly right. I think, um, you know, I, I think you have to base your decisions on how you schematically attack a defense um, based upon not theoretical crystal balls, uh, more so your players and what they're executing, what they're doing well, what the matchups are, and how to put them in good positions. So I, I kind of, you know, every game I kind of approach it the same way where you're trying to um, get your players in good position to um, have an effect on the game. And, uh, you know, there's, you, you don't necessarily have to change um, your identity um, as much as you have to learn lessons on every level, each player has to um, look at look at their uh, failures the same way I look at my failures, and I think our team does that, which is why it's only a way that you know amongst all your 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 doom and gloom um, with the with, with the they they've held themselves to a high standard on offense. They've they've um, I think they started the year out first week number one and that carries a lot of weight with it um and maintain that throughout the season there were highs and lows like they're always going to be in football um 
the bottom line is we have a confident group that uh, that will be in position to make some plays, and um, I think we uh, have the right people in place to do those. So I feel I feel pretty good about this um, this game. Um, that's a good questionable. Okay. Um, the uh, short weeks. Um, you really have to take take it up to the end of the um, end of the week clock, uh, and, and specifically with those two, you want to make sure everything you're doing that you're pressing them enough, not too much, but you kind of have to get an org- you kind of have to be able to forecast what's going to happen in the game. All things equal, that doesn't mean they can't get injured. On you know, I think um, the last time we played the Chiefs, Jalen Wall got rolled up on in the second play of the game. You, you can't forecast those types of things, but you need to know that the player you're taking into the game has, with your best inclination, a reasonable chance to play the entire game. So that's where we're kind of at right now is um, we haven't had any setbacks with those two, and you know I'm feeling optimistic um, with both. But there's the, the reason why they're in question is because we're pressing pressing them to see if you know you only have a certain amount of active players on a game day roster um, every time somebody gets hurt in a game it puts stress on your entire team um, you know we saw that last week and it trickles down to um, uh, all the way down to special teams even when a player that doesn't get any special teams reps gets hurt then someone else who plays on special teams has to, play, you know. So that trickle down effect we're protecting against, and um, we'll utilize the time until kickoff um, to make that decision. Sean, follow my questionable distinction, and how confident are you that they're going to be able to play? Yeah, no. Um, the uh, they 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 both fall into that questionable um, kind of situation there. Um, I think uh, specifically the way. You know, Deshaun uh, really pressed through that game um, last week, uh, you know, and he's not going to be able to take any reps to try to um, get that calf to best his best position. Um, you know, I, 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 he seems to be of the stubborn um, quality where uh, I'm optimistic about him, but I, I still won't know he's going to take all the time, I think he's um, he might as well have a uh, post office box here in the training room and get his mail delivered there because he's been living in it. Then um, same thing with Javon. Uh, the those two are um, going to be um, game day decisions for sure, uh, based upon um, their ambition to play in the game, their work. Uh, and the training staffs um, does an outstanding job with those guys. Um, and short weeks, playoff games are kind of adding variables. I think uh, you, you kind of hinted at it, but uh, Bill Belichick will not be back with the New England Patriots. Um, certainly, he has a long history of playing against this team, and you've seen him a few times. Just, just your thoughts on his legacy. Uh, you know, it's really. Um, Mixed emotions, I would say. Uh, I'm more, you know, there's a lot of 
I'm more kind of just kind of taken aback by, you know, that in conjunction with, um, you know, Coach Saban and Pete Carroll. Um, they're responsible. They, they have as much responsibility to what the game is right now as anybody that's, that's around. I have so much respect and regard for, um, you know, being able to do what they've done for that amount of time. I, I, you know, I have a, a very close firsthand experience on what the, what it means, the, the sacrifice it takes to do this job. That it, it is a sacrifice, um, such a blessing, such an opportunity. Um, but, you know, you, you really have to pour yourself into it. And when you do that for a quarter century, um, you know, I, I, have, I, I can't say enough positive words about Coach Belichick. Um, and I love Coach Carroll and Nick Saban in, the, in there because it feels the same way. It's just kind of like um, it's a reminder to me that, you know, I'm just going to be candid, that Father Time's a dick. You know, really, really, really not a, not a nice guy. Uh, but, but it's real, and I think um, it, it reminds you that everything is finite. And, you know, I think uh, a, lot of, a lot of people have gained a lot um, perspective motivation uh the 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 leadership of coach belichick has um been really really cool to watch it's it's you know he's he's been at the chair for 24 years in one organization um and it wasn't because uh of entertaining press conferences it was because he 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 was his due diligence um, at what what his job was. So um, I have a lot of regard and am uh, kind of more, as you can tell, I'm kind of mourning the loss of those three, for sure. Mike, when you're trying to beat a Chiefs team that's the defending Super Bowl champs, is there something in knocking off the champ that has that championship DNA and pedigree that makes it even more of a challenge when they're in their house and they're defending the crown. So yeah, sorry. no, I think, I think there's a reason for everything. You can make everything that you experience purposeful if you have the mindset of um, you kind of dictating the terms. I think, I, I do think there was um, something to get over playing the Chiefs. Um, fortunately, we, we played them this year. I think that had, I think that even if you go into a game um, like with as much confidence as you had all season, there's still an element of, okay, the, this is the team that holds the crown. Um, and then I think within a game, like every game, it turns into a football game that you're used to that um, you know, has, has to do with executing the fundamentals and technique of your job at a high level. And I think uh, I'm more comfortable with the team going into Arrowhead um, now than I probably was than playing them in Germany, even with all the um, 
the this, that's, and the others of um, why we shouldn't have that confidence. I I, I feel like um, we have a team that's fought um, and and got knocked down and stood up, and they they're excited for the opportunity to play um, a, a a team that deserves all of their accolades because they've earned them and the they have the they've earned the home playoff game so you have an you have an uphill battle that um that your job is to make it not that and i think our our team is understands the the why's to the position we're in and excited for the opportunity to um go compete against a team that they know they can compete with and let the chips fall as they as they may but um i know we're a we're a closer team that has weathered um life's lessons uh and still coming to work um with a lot of gusto to to go do something special and i'm very very motivated to go uh um against a championship caliber team um on the road um because it it, it will be it will be difficult but that's that much more um, of uh, that's why it would be that much more enjoyable, and and so it's it's worth the the grind, and it'll be fun. Uh, um, running game playoff season or weather related in terms of why it ratchets up uh, in postseason in this time of year. Well, I think. All right, welcome back into. The super, the super wild card weekend pregame show. We were just hearing from Coach Mike McDaniel. It is about time to get down into PWHL recap. But before we get to it, we've got some things to do here on this middle segment, and we've got some coaches to hear from. We'll hear from. The rest of Mike McDaniel in just a little bit. But we're going to hear from the coaches of the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns, as well as the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs throughout this middle segment. We're also going to give you a look at the Sunday slate. And we're also going to give you a look at Sunday's late of games happening. And we're going to get to our game balls. Our game balls are on the way, but first, more from Mike McDaniel. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll be able to finish him. Before we get to our game balls, our first game balls are coming up on the nightcap, and that is the Dolphins and the Chiefs. We're going to talk about those game balls of the season next, after we see if we can finish Mike McDaniel. And then as we're proceeding to hear from Houston, Cleveland, and the Chiefs head coaches, we'll talk about Cleveland and Houston. Game balls of the season. Plus, look at 
what's in store for us this season, postseason-wise, from both coaches, after looking at the Sunday slate and making our pick to wrap up the middle segment of this program. We are around the time of 3.37 p.m., but back to Mike McDaniel, head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Control the game. And we'll hear from the Kansas City Chiefs head coach prior to kickoff on the final segment. Our picks are coming up on this pregame show as we continue to get ready for Cleveland versus Houston and Miami versus Kansas City. The game on the Pick'em are on the way, but first, our game balls and some words of encouragement from head coaches. Mike, continue those words of encouragement. In terms of why it ratchets up uh, in postseason in this time of year. Well, I think, I think you can control the game in a different degree. I think everybody's emotions are high. Um, and the the orchestration of pass game execution can be fickle at times and an equalizer is hey we have the ball you don't um and you know you you get to build on with the run game it's it's really cool cuz you're building all year to be able to perform and hold the ball for your team uh maintain possession and uh score points doing it so i think I think it's the the buildup that that makes run games in the playoffs so powerful. I think that is um, I've been on teams that have run the ball well in the postseason, and all of those teams have had a journey that I think um, we've had this year, where you've pressed along, and if you show your if you if, narrow it down to individual blocks or combination blocks, and if you watch a cut up of how we're executing blocks, how we're blocking people now versus the beginning of the season, um, it's, it's night and day. So that, that's what you're trying to do to me. Uh, at least that's what we're trying to do every year is to, to make it that way. So the results are the results. We have really, we score a lot of points sometimes. Sometimes we don't score as much. Um, but what I can ta- say is tangible fact is that we've progressed and how we've blocked people, and that's that's a big that's a big deal in the postseason because um, you know just think think about it this way: there's a bunch of individual human beings, and when you walk into an, a playoff stadium, the energy is just tangibly different. Why is it different? Well, because every person in the stadium knows that the loser goes home, so that energy is on tilt. Every play, you can hear a bigger uh, uh, 
gasp when there's something positive or negative. Um, all of that weighs in to the human element and the human experience of a um, elimination game that is um, there. It's a powerful experience that you can't replicate. It is the cool. It's why you do it. Um, and in those types of moments, you like to um, you like to control the will of the game. And the most control you have is um, on the ground for sure. Um, so you got to be able to stop the run and run the ball. Mike, there's a there's a cat and mouse game that goes between offense and defense. Obviously, the Tyreek talked after the Baltimore game. I think it was about the two deeps. We're always going against two deeps. Last week it was Buffalo uh, changed their safeties at half. But is that where that safety, how they line up, more pronounced your offense, or um, it just seems to be a conversation going through this season? Yeah, well, it, it, it's more of a conversation, I think, because. Um, you know, and I think it's something that the Kansas City Chiefs offense is very well versed at. But there's a there's a certain time where if you're productive enough, if you gain the attention or garner the attention and respect of opponents enough, you every week seem to be finding out what they're going to do live. They end up changing their who they are. Um so as a result, you're your your game your game plan has to adjust and when people are pra- when people are um prioritizing um you know s- surprise and un- and elements of unknown defensively um that conversation comes up because guys are very aware listen we've practiced all week against this single high safety and they you know um you know i, I think the there was a in particular, one that stands out is uh, we talked a lot about safeties, uh, the Giants game. You learn so much about people. Uh, you know? No, I just, I just wouldn't pick that ringtone for you. I don't know what ringtone I would have picked. <laughs> but I don't know. But... Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> boom. Um, so the uh, but like we were talking about the the Giants week. Well, they blitzed the most or the second most in the NFL, and that um, so we prepared a lot for our game plan um, to you know be able to handle that, and they played two two safeties the whole pretty much the whole game. So your players are more in tune with what are we getting because week after week after week, it's been okay. Do they do they show up and um, play a different defense? So they, I think the conversation um, amongst our players is just because they know they know the most football they've ever known. They've they've really progressed that way, and that's what happens when um, you know you, you you get people's best shots. Each week in week out, which is what you want, um, but I think it's also uh, them just having more knowledge of what their opponent is, and then it stands out when it when they when they adjust. Friday would be the franchise's first in the postseason for twenty three years. What would that breaking that drought mean to you? Well, I mean, uh, I've been saying a quarter century, just because it's a it's more imp- impactful, but. 
um, I've been sane means that I've been saying it a lot, which means it means a lot. I've been, I, it was one of the first things I said, talked about my first day um, uh, on the job. Because you have to understand what the, the passions that your fan base are, the, the, the experiences they've had, what they're har- harboring, um, and then what it will feel like to bring people that joy um, of, you know, rooting um, for a team for that long and then to, to not be able to experience at least one postseason win, um, that's, that's rough. That is rough that um, myself and the, the whole organization want to deliver on, um, you know, ending that and, and doing right by all those years of passion. Um, I also think it's something really cool to achieve. Um, so I've been leaning on that, um, you know, both seasons I've been here. We, we talked about it on my um, first team meeting um, this week when we're uh, beginning this prep because it, it, that, that is an obstacle, but generally obstacles um, have a if, if there's a huge pot of gold, so to speak, um, when there are obstacles, there's a, a saying that I just came up with right now, adversity is opportunity. Just right now, live speed, um, but that's why, because it's like, wow, the, yes, that, that is, that is whole, how great would it feel to be able to be um, the team that, uh, that, that ends that drought and uh, for a fan base that is very steadfast and hungry. And, you know, we, we have a lot of love for, for our fans. And um, so it, it, it's a, it's a big deal that comes that you, that you don't chase directly, you know, it's there. Um, but you're uh, if you worry about constantly your technique fundamentals and execution of your job, um, that's, that's something that is a reward waiting, um, for a job well done. Mike, I know you're a fan of the game. You look back high school, Super Bowl games, but they're all iconic for some reason. Laser focused on the task, but is there a part of you that kind of says, man, this is cool it's going to be like you're balancing. It'd be kind of cool to be a part of something like that. No, absolutely it is. No one likes being cold. That's why we have temper con- temper- temperature control. However, um, it does make it the moment bigger when you know that there's a that's a absolute fact that it's going to be it's going to be frigid. Um, w- what if, as a team, you find a way to it not affect you? That to be able to go and do athletic performance in that weather, it takes will. That will comes from a passion that's deep down that has been derived, you know, why guys even started playing the game that you're unlocking. So the, the you know, the last time I played in zero, zero-ish degree weather was uh, 2021 um, at Green Bay in the divisional uh, round. And jo- much like, um, uh, this team, we were up in Santa Clara, and 
you know, we have like one coat in our closet, you know, um, we're not used, weren't used to that at all, but it galvanizes people. Um, kind of like you talk to our players, the most fun game, um, outside of results that we played in in two years was the, the one at Buffalo, um, that Saturday night on a short week last year. So, so it's about the team part of it. It's about the doing something that's difficult um, inherently uh, that, that motivates you as a competitor, I think. Um, and we have a lot of competitors on our team. So they're, you know, the, I, I, think the, I think the places that teams have to go to execute in those type of situations that you know that are hard, um, you know, I, I think that's, that's what kind of makes them stand out in history. Um, because it, it, you get a lot of, um, a lot of cool spirited, uh, effort by, by people, um, you know, doing things that a lot of people, uh, would struggle to do. Mike, 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 Mike McDaniel. Okay. Chiefs, Dolphins fans. Let's before we get down to the needing greedy guys of Cleveland and Houston, we'll hear from Cleveland's head coach first. And then, of course, we'll hear from on Mike McDaniel's side. We'll hear on the Kansas City side from Andy Reid to wrap up this opening segment. We'll hear from him as we're preparing for. Kick off. It is getting very, very close down to four o'clock. But let's get down to Kansas City and Dolphins. We'll get to our picks after we hear from the Texans head coach. And Andy Reid will close us out on the middle segment. We'll hear what he had to say. And we may have some players to hear from on the Kansas City side as well. Who knows? But let's get back to the topic of conversation. Between the teams you see right here behind me, the Texans and the Browns. We're going to hear from Andy Reid to close us out on the middle segment. Then it's time for our picks to begin the final segment. And we've got the Texans coach as well coming up. So don't miss out. Welcome if you're joining us right now. Welcome to the show. All right, Cleveland. I'm going to start with you. 
then give you your game balls of the season. So the two game balls of the seasons of the season for me, I would give Cleveland. First off, I gotta give your one of your linebackers, offensive linebacker in Matthew Adams, some credit here. Seven tackles, no sack this season. Hey, at least you tried. You forced a fumble. But hey, this but hey, this is Cleveland we're talking about. We'll get to the picks in just a little bit. Uh the second one we go we go with for Cleveland. It's gonna be defensive tackle Jordan Elliott. Now here's a guy who deserves the game ball of the season. Jordan Elliott, 21 tackles, 2.5 stack of the season. But this guy is your stacker. He can sack quarterbacks and give them a 17.5 average on sack yardage, on sack yards. So I like how Jordan Elliott and I like how Matthew Adams played with the Browns this, this year. Let's get a little knowledge from their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, before we reveal Houston, Texas is game balls of the game. Then after Texans is game balls of the game for the season have been revealed. It's off to Andy Reid and the players after we've looked at the Sunday slate. To wrap up the middle segment, Andy Reid will begin our final segment as we get ready to send you over to PWHL recap with Toronto and Ottawa. But don't worry, football fans, we'll be back with you after Browns and Texans, and then later, Dolphins and Chiefs. As we're getting ready for the tunnel of Houston and Cleveland. Our picks are on the way after Andy Reid and the Chiefs take us into our final segment. First, we got to hear from the coaches of yours truly in Cleveland and Houston Texans. Take it away, Kevin. What's happening? Okay, had a really sharp uh, practice in there. I think the guys understand how important it is to be on top of your business and, and understand your role in, in every play and, and being diligent about uh, knowing the details of these game plans. Uh, so really pleased with the work the guys put in, and then we'll get another walkthrough tomorrow. 
and jump on the airplane. And uh, excited about this opportunity. With that, I'll take any questions. So what's the story with Denzel? Yeah, just something with his knee. Uh, he was limited. Well, I don't really have an update past that. Practice today? Yes. Uh, what did you see out of Grant? I, get, I saw you guys rolled out Grant. Just yeah. not ready yet? Or? Yeah, just coming along. Just all part of the rehab process. Uh, part of that process is getting out there on the practice field and getting through individual and getting through some team periods. Uh, but he's trending in the right direction. He's progressing really well, so we'll see. No. Just with Denzel, I mean, you guys have been able to roll so many good defensive backs in there and just kind of keep it going. Can you just address how you guys are nice and deep back there? Yeah, I, you know, with all these positions, Mary Kay, you know, at certain points in the season, you're counting on everybody. Uh, at, really, at every single position, I think you could go up and down our roster. Uh, so guys know that their number could be called after the first play, after the 50th play. They, they have to stay ready. Been um, a silver lining in some respects that you've had to play the Ronnie Hickmans and you've had to play the Anthony Bells, and they're ready to roll. Yeah, I, I think there's, you know, I, I've told the team we're, we're better off for everything we've been through, and that includes getting young players in there and getting them reps. Uh, which, as you know, sometimes it's hard to do. It's sometimes hard to get a guy on the field and uh, you get through the entire season and, and he didn't play very much. But uh, we've had guys that have had to play quite a bit, and I think that serves you well. Um, Amari hadn't practiced in a while. How do you look today in his first day back? Good. Yeah, look like Amari. Look for Seth. Still in the protocol, so he's out this week, and, and we'll just, as, as you know, with all those, uh, with any type of concussion, we'll just continue to. Uh, treat it and, and listen to the doctors. Kevin, do you anticipate uh, Obo being his regular self, or is he still restricted? Uh, I don't know that he's restricted, but uh, you know he's still coming off of that. I thought it was awesome to get him in the game last week and ease him into it. Looks really good in practice, so it's really based on how he's feeling. How is Pierre with his uh, the back? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a, he battles like crazy. He's a very tough kid, uh, so he looked good. Is Denzel's knee something that you guys, I mean, take right up to right up the pregame warm-up, or is it? I, I don't have an update. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. You run for return kicks for you, is that though? Potentially, uh, yeah. With Grant uh, out and questionable, uh, how important are the roles of guys like? Oh, sorry about that. Back into him. This is Kevin Stavansky. It's really based on how he's feeling. I was there with his uh, the back. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a, he battles like crazy. He's a very tough kid, uh, so he looked good. Is Denzel's knee something that you guys, I mean, take right up to right up the pregame warm-up, or is it? I, I don't have an update. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. You run for return kicks for you, is that the? Potentially, uh, yeah. With Grant uh, out and warm, questionable, uh, how important are the roles of guys like Ronnie Hickman and, uh, Anthony Bell going to be in this playoff game? Yeah, like we've talked about, Cam. I mean, those guys uh, have played. They've played well. We, we trust them. We trust Deron Harmon. Uh, these are guys that have given us great reps. And, uh, you know, so much of playing in the back end is being great communicators and playing off of each other. And I think those guys do that well. With how good Miles has been all year long, is there still another level for him? 
take himself when you get to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, as you know, with potential, you never reach it. It's just he, so there's always uh, he and, and all of our players, and yeah, there's another level that he certainly can hit. Did Denzel have to leave practice today? He was limited. Finished the practice, but he he was limited. Is this you know you guys haven't had a ton of playoff experience? Does it feel different during the week when you're preparing for a playoff game or practice? Uh, it, it shouldn't. I keep doing that. I'm sorry about that. But you also have to go back to your process and go back to what got you there and go back to your preparation. So, so much of Just give me a second. Played. They've played well. We, we trust them. We trust Deron Harmon. Uh, these are guys that have given us great reps. And, uh, you know, so much of playing in the back end is being great communicators and playing off of each other, and I think those guys do that well. With how good Miles has been all year long, is there still another level for him to take himself when he gets to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, as you know, with potential, you never reach it. It's just he, so there's always uh, he and, and all of our players, and, yeah, there's another level that he certainly can hit. Did Denzel have to leave practice today? He was limited. Finished the practice, but he He was limited. Is this, you know, you guys haven't had a ton of playoff experience. Does it feel different during the week when you're preparing for a playoff game of practice? Uh, it, it shouldn't. You know, the, these these weeks are, you know, that's part of the messaging of these games. You, you understand that it's a it's a one-game season, but you also have to go back to your process and go back to what got you there and go back to your preparation. So, so much of this week has felt very normal in that regard. With uh, just with, with Martin and with Greg, you know, if it comes down to those two guys, how well have they both been playing for you? Yeah, have given us great reps. Uh, MJ throughout the season, you know, has been outstanding. Uh, Greg playing inside and outside has been outstanding. So, uh, really pleased with where those guys are. Earlier today, Scott Peters said that uh, he expected both pass rushers from Houston to play. Mm -hmm. it turns out they did practice today mm -hmm. for the first time in a while. Mm -hmm. So does the uncertainty at all? How does that affect your preparation? Well, they're very, very good edge rushers. Uh, I have a ton of respect for how they play. Uh, they're tough. So it's going to be a tough battle regardless of who's in there. Um, but you study all of their guys because you go into these games, you're not quite sure sometimes who's going to play, so you study everybody on the roster. You want to have a very good understanding uh, of how each guy wins in their pass rush. Here's a tough, tough this scenario, because the, because this season is just, season is just one and does that seem like it's helped these guys, especially who haven't been through playoff experience? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's just kind of how we – deal with every single week and because as you guys know there there every game's a huge game and every game feels like it's the biggest game of your life because it is uh, so we just treat every game as such and we make sure we fill that bucket up with everything we possibly can from a preparation standpoint uh, so that doesn't change it for david they'll come through with some big plays for you last week if he gets into a game he's probably going to get some reps time. yeah he's done a, a nice job really all season long for us in, in his role uh Obviously, as you know, there, there's only so many footballs to go around, so sometimes there's guys that do a great job for you but doesn't show up necessarily in the stat sheet. Uh, so he's a guy that we have a ton of trust in. He does what he's supposed to do every time.
So that was Kevin for your Cleveland Browns. We've got head coach of the Texans coming up in just a little bit. But before we get to the Texans, but uh, we got to the Texans game ball of the season. Remember, it's two game balls of the season for each of these teams as we are approaching the four o'clock hour. It is now four o'clock p.m. right now. And it is getting very, very close right now to time to kick things off in where the Texans are playing. And I'm sure we'll be hearing from the head coach of Kansas City before that time. So, with the likes of which We've got Matthew Adams and I said him already and now it looks like I forgot him. Jordan Elliott. It seems as though we got to talk about who the Texans game balls of the game are and let's talk let's talk about the Texans. As we await on their head coach, Demeco Ryan. Ryan's, I apologize in advance if I can't spell your first name right. Good luck in the match. We'll hear from him in just a little bit. And as a reminder, kicking us off in the final segment, we've got Andy Reid to hear from on the Chiefs side of the field. So we'll see when we get Marco coming in. While we do that, maybe we'll just listen to Andy Reid. Get our Dolphins and Chiefs game balls out of the way in the final segment. And hear a little bit from the Texans head coach as well as Andy Reid. We do have some players to listen to with Andy Reid's press conference, so let's hear what those guys have to say. But first, talk about who we got in the game balls of the game. So let's take it on a quarterback 
line for the Texans. And I got to give CJ Stroud. We heard from him earlier when he was on Football Night in America. In this program, we heard from him talking about playoffs and fearlessness. This season, he made 23 touchdowns. He threw five picks, but made it all worth it for a total yard of 41,108 yards. Uh, that actually is 41,008 yards total. Fantastic job by CJ as the quarterback for the Houston Texans. Really love what he was doing this season. Great job as the quarterback for the Houston Texans. Awesome, awesome job. Really enjoyed it. And we got to go to our tight end. Dalton Schultz. I mean, look at this guy. 59 receptions, 635 yards, five touchdowns. These guys in CJ and Dalton are guys I would actually look at when I watch the Houston Texans play. And we're going to see them play in a matter of minutes from now. It is a, it is about 4.11 p.m. right now. And we are getting close to 4.30. So we're going to get down into it. We still haven't heard from our Texans head coach yet. They're still proceeding to get to it. So let's hear from head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and then get right down into it with our Sunday slate. Our game balls of the Chiefs and Dolphins are on the way. And our picks will turn this show into a pretty little bow. But first, Andy Reid. What have we got to hear from you, buddy? This is Super Wild Card Weekend. And we're hearing from Demeco Regans, Ryan. The head coach of your Houston Texans. Very, very soon. Oh, uh, Wanye Morris will be listening. Everybody else has a chance. Uh, taking the two receivers day to day. So, see how they dig. Uh, look forward to the challenge of playing the Dolphins uh, again. Uh, should be a great environment. Stadium here. And, uh, you know, our fans are fired up and ready to go. So, uh, with that time, 
Justin Ross is um, could be Two great coaches. But, you know, I mentioned after our game, those best I've gone against. So, um, I don't know if they're done coaching or not. Yeah, they've done it at the spot. So, uh, but great coach. Phenomenal. That's, yeah, that's a tough thing to do for that long. He did it well. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd put Pete in that with that whole Seattle three they had going. That's a, I mean, they those guys are tough. They were tough to beat. Great adjusters for you. What you're throwing at them on one side, they're throwing some stuff back at you. you did a nice job adjusting. No, I listen. Uh, no, I mean, it's cold, cold. You, me, cold, cold, Go do your thing. <laughs> we'll pass on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Great. 
Good. Thank you. So that was Andy Reid. Of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll hear more from Kansas City in the final segment. Trust me, we will. And we'll definitely hear some more pieces as it goes on. Because we ain't done just yet, but we will be in a few short minutes. Our final segment is on is on its way. Our next couple of guys to hear from is Travis Kelsey. In this uh, Andy Reid press conference. But before we get to him, we got to get to the Texans coach. And before we get to the Texans coach, we got to wrap up this middle segment. So very quickly. Let's remind each other of, before we get to the game balls of the game, let's remind each other of, for the Dolphins and the Chiefs, that is, the game balls of the season for the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Let's remind everyone in the, of the schedule on our Sunday slate. It is Green Bay on the road to Dallas Cowboys. At the same time, this game is going to get kicked off 4.30 p.m. on a Sunday. Catch that game on Fox. Be sure to catch Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns in a matter of moments at the same time slot. Only on NBC. Four thirty. NBC is back Sunday at 8 o'clock with the matchup between the Lions and the Detroit opponent in the LA Rams. Will we be doing more Super Wild Card Weekend after Houston and Kansas City? Stick around to the Sports Beginners website wordpress.com or follow us on our Facebook page search Sports for Beginners on Facebook for the details on those games eh? we'll get to our Monday slate of games in the final segment But before we do, time now for the wrap-up of this middle segment to look at the Chiefs and Dolphins, players of the season in the game balls. And we're about to hear from one of the Kansas City players in just a little bit. But we're going to hear from him to kick off the final segment. 
and me figures by then we'll have Ryan's ready to open the mic and give us some words of encouragement, plus our picks of the game also in the final segment. So, what is Kelsey? What is Travis Kelsey? Well, he's your Tennessee City's tight end. And with just 93 receptions, 984 yards, five touchdowns, he gets my game ball number one of the season for the Kansas City Chiefs. But what about the other Chiefs? Thomas, Travis Kelsey is the only one you want? No, I said two game balls of the game. And our second one goes to offensive tackle number 79, Donovan Smith, who this season Was targeted once, gave a reception once. Actually, no, that doesn't seem like a good idea to give a game ball the game. But hey, I like I like that I like how they played him. I like how he played them. Ah, uh, let's see. Oh, I got him. Let's give it up for Michael. Dana, fifty tackles, six point five sack yards. He wears number fifty one of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's that actually is pretty great job from him. You know what? Our break can wait as Kansas City's. Player Travis Kelsey has just stepped up to the podium. Travis Kelsey, we'll hear from top. We'll we'll let Travis Kelsey bring us into our middle segment break, and we'll get to the Dolphins game balls of the season right after. We're wrapping up the show next on Super Wildcard pregame. Once again. Your Houston Texans game balls of the season go to from Texas. DJ Strode and Dalton Schultz. From Cleveland, the game balls of the season are Jordan Elliott and Matthew Adams. Take us out, Travis Kelsey.
The final segment kicks this ball game into overdrive next. We will be right back with the picks, a revamp of the Sunday slate and the Monday slate of games. And I'll see you guys later after Browns and Texans to continue the conversation with the Kansas City Chiefs getting ready to do battle with the Miami Dolphins later tonight. Cleveland and Texans Super Bowl weekend Super Wild Card Weekend, I should say, post-game show is on the way. But before we get there, the game must begin. And it begins with our wrap-up. Next, take us down to kickoff Travis Kelsey. Excited, man. Excited to get out there. Um, I know we got a big challenge with Miami coming in, and uh, sure enough, uh, who doesn't love playoff football at Arrowhead, baby? Um, I've been growing this thing up for a while now. Um, see how far I can take it. Say it again? Um, I feel like, uh, especially it being a short week, being able to get out here and put some good work in with the guys. And, uh, Felt like we, uh, as a collective unit, we came in and uh, put in a great week of work. At the end of the day, I just didn't care enough about it. I felt like I could get some rest and let the guys go out there and just play the game instead of worrying about getting this old guy 16 yards, man. It just never felt right. Yeah, those, yeah, I mean, uh, I think without a doubt, um, I'm thinking more Super Bowls when I talk like um, just uh, having that desire to to be um, a certain type of teammate day in, day out, and having handling that right mindset. Um, well, uh, First thing is that uh, they have a really good uh, secondary. I think that's one of their best secondaries in the league. Um, that being said, uh, Fangio's got them play, playing very good as a collective unit. Um, they fly around, they play physical football. Um, with that being said, we got to be able to control the line of scrimmage, um, make third downs a lot easier, uh, good plays, and uh, good movement on first and second. You, you guys think about retirement? Am I the only one in this boat? No. Or is anybody else in this thing? All right, bro. Whoever's not thinking about stuff down down the road, you know, I, I blame you. I think it's uh, it's just I have no reason to stop. I love it. Um, we still have success. Um, come in with the 
with the right mindset. Uh, I just love the challenge that it gives me every single day uh, to try and be at my best. Like I said, I have no uh, no desire to stop anything. Um, that's the point, the, the off season, you know, being able to get out there and really find uh, find what you love to do. Uh, I've been fortunate to do uh, a few things uh, outside of the sports world that, I, that I've been enjoying doing, like getting on camera, the SNL stuff uh, kind of opened up a new happiness and a new, uh, maybe a new career path for me. But it's, it's funny for me to even say that at this point in my career, I think it's so much further down. still ways to impact the game that's uh in the run game being able to be a good blocker in the pass game uh running my routes accordingly to get other guys open if it's possible um you know getting a lot of attention you you can you can free up a lot of guys. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. You're still finding ways to help out the team, uh, even if they are quote unquote taking. Um, love the challenge. Um, man, I would have to go down the list a year by year, but um. I've enjoyed the challenge of this year. Um, obviously the same, not the same success, but um, it's a different, uh, it's a different journey, and you just gotta appreciate uh, every journey as they come along. Um, it's like I said, it's just new. It's new. It's a new feel. It's a new, uh, it's a new challenge to you know find ways to get open. It's a new challenge to find ways to get wins. I think uh, I went up to a minute who after one game or during one game and said, "Man, we just gotta become a team that just grinds these games out." not the same NFL as it was for us a few years ago. And for whatever reason, you know, when it comes down to third, fourth quarter, we just got to be able to grind it out as a team. And uh, I think, uh, I think everybody understands that. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think you're always at a, trying to challenge yourself to have that, you know, to, to, get back to that success because those are the expectations you set for yourself right so it's not just accepting it um it's still trying to main still trying to get to those goals but at the same time uh understand situational football towards the end of the game uh be there when your team needs you know what i mean for different areas at this point in the year you just know you got a special team you know you just, you've gone through the ups and downs of the season you find yourself uh, sitting in the playoffs, and uh, anything can happen in the dance. Um, I mean, it's just going to be really fast. It, it is. It is. The playoffs are that much faster, and um, it kind of gradually goes steps as you go along in the playoffs. Um, got to practice that much harder so it's not necessarily that you're practicing harder you're just practicing with that much more focus on the little things and uh it's because you know things happen faster in the playoffs um it can be overwhelming but at the same time i think that's why you got good leaders 
guys that are uh, that have been there and been fortunate to have those guys. Oh yeah, I mean guys are just flying around. They don't know what they don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're all growing in this thing together. It is, you know, I think uh, Coach Reed, even over the course of his career, has uh, he's had um, he's had some ups and downs, but understands, you know, um, what it takes to get there. And so you just you latch onto those leaders and uh, take advice when you can, and just roll with the punches because we all are still kind of learning in this thing together. Um, every single season is going to be different. And you got to accept it. Um, you know what? Uh, I expect KC to give him nothing but love. Um, till he's till he's putting up the peace sign or something <laughs> like that. Um, then he might hear a few boos. But uh, who he was for this community is um, it speaks value. You know, every single every single kids can't be had. He made it his uh, his effort to go out and shake those hands and uh, give those kids an experience that never have again. And um, you know that's why Tyreek is loved in the city. He'll, he'll forever be loved. Because of who he was off the field uh, in this community, well, man, uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be electric just to see him, man. He's always uh, he's always one of the best football players in the league. Have a good one, guys. Looking for conversations on books and more as well as tutorials on using your favorite devices and applications, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly on Spicy Techie, where Ali, Makara, and Sienna provide insightful conversations as well as useful tips and tricks to help you along on your technological journey. To learn more, tune in to the show and like the Spicy Techie Facebook page. Search for Spicy Techie. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout-outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them discuss the Blue Jays, Bills, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners.
It is the likes of what you see, Super Wild Card Weekend pregame show. It is now game time in Houston. The Bengals of the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans are getting ready to hit the field as they have already hit the field. And we're getting ready to finish this show. We're going to get to our picks for the late night game in the post-game edition of the Browns and Texans, which will follow later on the programming notice of the current show that's supposed to be going on right now, the PWHL. But we've got more football coming your way. After Texans and Browns, and of course, the hat I'm wearing right now, the Miami Dolphins, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So keep it locked in for football. Let's quickly check in on our head coach of the Houston Texans. Seems like he's ready to go. Let's take our game balls out of the way after hearing what he had to say before the game began. And I just want to make a little note here. We will only be doing our picks for the game that's going on right now. In the post-game show slash pre-game show of the Dolphins and Chiefs, we will be doing a Browns and Texans look at the game. And we'll be doing our picks for the Chiefs and Texans. So stick around for that. And with that, let's bring in head coach of the Houston Texans. Our picks are on the way. You've been listening to Super Wildcard Weekend pregame on the Sports Beginners podcast. Coach, let's go, boys. What's the word? I'm going to speed up the process here. I want to get to some straight talking. Let's see. When he starts talking. Take it. Take it there. I do also want to remind everyone that are interested in the PWHL second game action. The game is now underway. That second game. And that features Boston and Toronto. Currently, the score is 2-2. Two to two. In that game, we'll continue to check in on it. I'm sure on the PWHL Toronto and 
Ottawa recap. That game is currently in the second period. And our game that we're talking about right now, I'll talk more about that on our picks, which are next. Because we've got to get this pregame show out of the way. It's time for football. Coach. Their tackling was not good versus the Colts, and it showed up. I'm not concerned about uh, what happened there in the running game. I just know we can play better. Overall, when it comes to how we play our technique up front, starting with the defensive line, also with our linebackers and second-level defenders, like being in better position to tackle and swarm. And we had one too many times where it was just one guy. And Taylor, also awesome player, and we knew it going in. Made one guy miss, and he was able to create explosives on us time after time. So we just have to be better of swarming the football. But it starts with tackling, right? It wasn't good enough, and we have to improve it this week. <clears throat> yeah, fourth quarter, I feel like guys got more knocked back. We were still we were able to make some stops there in the run game. But overall, it's just still, it wasn't us in the run game. And that's why I think the Colts stayed after it, right? We, they had, we had a lot of leaky yardage in the run game, so we have to fix that going against the Browns. This week, they're a really good offensive line, really good run unit. So we have to be prepared to stop the run. Yeah, for me, when you talk about my leadership approach, it's it's all about right positive reinforcement. It's all about positive energy. It's all about uh, just getting better one day at a time. And that's what I tried to instill in all of our guys is just a get better mentality. And I think our guys have taken that on. We've got better from day one. Each and every week we've gotten better. Always things to improve on, things to clean up. And all I want our guys is just continue to do their best and strive to get better every single day. <clears throat> and for me, what are the expectations, right? Every team that lines up on every team that starts a season, your expectations have to be to get into the playoffs and have an opportunity to win it all. That's why you play the game. And, you know, I don't know any other expectation. When, when you're a competitor, Right, that's why you compete, and that's you know we continue to do our best and work the right way, and we'll have an opportunity, and that's what our guys did, and we're here with our opportunity now. Yeah, for me, I'm proud of our guys. It's it's our first year, so I don't know about the turnaround. It's our first year together as 2023 Texans, and our guys have done a great job this year. For us, looking back at our first game versus the Browns, it was uh, a lot of self-inflicted penalties. We made big plays. They were negated by penalties or just mishaps on our part. So, again, we have to play clean football versus a really good team. You, know, you can't go out and make mistakes, right, or they'll capitalize on it. They've shown that time after time, and that's on the defensive side. 
Uh, we gave him too many explosive passes. And Amari had an outstanding game. Watching the game, he had some of the best catches I've seen all year, right? Even though guys are in coverage and in position, he still made unbelievable catches. He had an outstanding game. Um, so we just have to, we have to be in position to cover him better. We have to be able to make plays. I had to get off the field on third down as well. Okay, looks like that'll be all we'll get from Denmark because we really got to go with uh, our show in. So let's get into our game balls of the Dolphins very quick. A reminder, the Chiefs game balls go over to Travis Kelsey. And Michael Dana. So to wrap up our game balls and get straight down into the picks. We've got. On the game balls of the season for. The Miami Dolphins, which are getting ready to go around the 8 o'clock hour at Arrowhead. Or so we're aware of that. It's the Bon A chain for me that really gets uh, the things going as the number one spot for a game ball. The game, look at 800 yards, 8 touchdowns, 103 attempts on the ground. Perfect execution and perfect play all this season. Great job, Devonna Chain. And, you know, he's the star player of Kansas City, but to me, I feel like he's also the star player and worthy of a game ball. Give it up for seven. For 1,799 yards, 13 touchdowns, 119 receptions, Mr. Cheetah, the roadrunner, I'll keep saying it until the need be not able to say it, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill. I hope you enjoy yourself being home at Kansas City after being traded to the Miami Dolphins. I hope it's a great game tonight. Best of luck to both teams. And remember, the winner moves on. The loser, that's the end of the season. Speaking of winners and losers, it's time now for the picks. On this Super Bowl wild card weekend. And we'll get to finishing up Ryan's words of acknowledgement to close out our show. And if we get stopped, you can listen to the remainder of that by going to Houston Texans YouTube channel which all links of each team will be provided in the description of the episode below. 
And a reminder that we will be back with these two teams very, very shortly. The Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns. We will be back with them very, very shortly. So let's talk Cleveland. Let's talk Houston. Because that was our focus. I'm leaning towards who's better for Baltimore here. And we talked about mentioning Baltimore, that we'll talk about them more in the in the post-game show. But I'm leaning toward who's better. And I, I think it, it might be a good idea to put someone who Baltimore hasn't faced this season. And I think they haven't faced the Browns, but I could be wrong. I would definitely like to see the Texans take on the Ravens because if the Ravens win, whoever is the winner of whoever plays in the second round, whether it's the Dolphins and Bills meeting again, or it's the Dolphins and Steelers, or it's the Chiefs and Steelers, Either way, I'm okay with whatever the scenario is. I just know that when Baltimore wins and moves on, they're facing whoever is the winner of that pouring of the series. I'm going with Cleveland, though, on account of I don't know if Houston has enough gas left in the tank. To play Baltimore. But then again. Baltimore has played Cleveland. Two times. Should they play him a third time. Which will be in the playoffs. Might be risk taking for Baltimore. Because it could be the sound of the dog pound saying. We're waiting. All day all year long to get to winning it all, win the whole thing. And I'm going to stick with Cleveland on this, and I feel like I can't really give you a score, but I feel like Cleveland has it against the Texans. I feel like they're the better team. But then again, both videos told us One, never give up. Two, remember what you're made of because it's going to affect your season as the game goes on. Well, we may have been running out of time on our pregame show, but let's hear, to close out our show with me signing off right now, let's hear. A little bit more from our friend, from our coach of the Houston Texans, in Ryan. Of course, I can't pronounce the first name of uh, Ryan's name, so I'm not going to say that. D. Ryan. 
we'll see we'll say d ryan we'll hear some more from him but before we do our closing message is next and that is it for super wild card pregame thank you very much for listening on the sports for beginners podcast i look forward to catching up with you guys again on browns versus houston who wins the matchup check the football game it's on nbc right now and wait till the post game show to find out who won the match and who is going on and who has come to a stop in the postseason. You have been listening to Super Bowl, to Super Wild Card Weekend pregame show on the Sports Freakiners podcast. We will be back with more super with more super wildcard weekend. Beginning with our second of three shows in the Houston Texans and yours truly, the Cleveland Browns. One team moves on. One team hits the offseason showers. But who will it be? Houston or Cleveland? We'll all find out when the postgame show hits your stage on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. But as for right now, take us out, Ryan. With your last couple of words, we'll be hearing from our closing message is next. I have been your host, Thomas McGregor. Browns fans, Texans fans, Chiefs fans, Dolphins fans, I'll see you at the post-game show after Browns versus Texans. Enjoy the football, everyone. It's time for hockey and a football timeout. But we will be back with more football content on the Sports Freakiners podcast. So you don't want to miss out. Super Wild Card Weekend continues after a hockey timeout on the Sports Freakiners podcast. Take us out, coach of the Houston Texans. Enjoy the football, everyone. Yeah, with our pass defense, we just have to continue to play together, right? It starts our guys up front putting pressure on the quarterback, but also at the back end, guys just being where they're supposed to be, playing off of each other, right, and just being great communicators on the back end. And we have that, right? We have it. We have an opportunity. Trust comes from when you see each other execute, right? You see the work that guys put in throughout the week. You have to earn that trust. And that's one thing I'm all about is earning everything that you, that you, that you get. You have to earn it. 
right? Whether it's a playing time, whatever it is, you have to earn it. Playing time, trust, you go earn it and you show it. And what by the way you practice and guys see that and that spurns the belief in one another because guys see each other execute on a day-to-day basis. They see each other make plays and games and that drives that belief in our entire team. Uh, nothing new right now. We'll see where our guys end up by the end of the week. Hopefully we get some guys back. Hopefully they continue to progress. Um, but we would love to have some of our guys back to help us. We need all, all the guys we can get. We would love to have them back. This is it's a special one. You know, it's special to win the win a division, right? And that's always the goal, right? You know you win a division, you're in the playoffs. So that's the goal each and every year, right? Just to get started into the off in, into the uh, postseason. So, you know, we're <clears throat> we're proud of that accomplishment. Right, proud of the work that our guys put in throughout the year and they went out and they earned it. Right. It wasn't pretty all throughout the year, but they earned it. And I'm happy the way we earned it. For a lot of tough gritty wins, uh, a lot of learning lessons and some losses, but we've grown throughout the year and I feel like we're much better. I talked about all throughout the year of us learning how to win, learning how to win. I feel like we've done that and we have valuable experience, right, that'll carry us throughout this playoff. Beginners, the podcast. Thank you for listening to this super wild card weekend edition of Super Wild Card Weekend pregame, presenting the contenders of Saturday football: Chiefs versus Dolphins and Browns. Versus Texans. One game is underway. One game is getting ready to go. And we're back with you after a timeout on the Sports Reganers podcast. But until then, it is never goodbye. It is always until next time. And until then, football fans, Sports for Beginners will catch you. On the flip side, for more information on the episode, visit us at our website at sportsforbeginners0.wordpress.com or search us up on Facebook at Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search 
sport for beginners. We'll see you around, football fans, after the game. <laughs>